Well, as always, I want to begin by thanking you for spending some time here with me. I also pray God's rich blessings for you today, and that as I share with you, that there would be possibly moments when the Lord opens your heart to His presence, to possibly a new concept, to a new way of perceiving Him. Let's begin with prayer. Our great Father that is in heaven, we come to you as your children, and we ask that your precious Holy Spirit would enliven, animate our life, that we would sense your presence. We bow before you in adoration and worship and praise for your power and your majesty. And we thank you, of course, for Jesus. Lord Jesus, you make all the difference in the world. We're so grateful that you were willing to leave glory in order to come and live a life and share a message and perform ministry, die and raise from the dead in order that we would have life everlasting. May your peace fill us this day. And Lord, if there's anyone out there that's particularly struggling, my heart always breaks for those that are in trouble, for those that are feeling anxious and worrisome, even struggling with panic today. May your peace come upon them. May we all know that you are ever attentive to our needs and to our cares. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. So there's this scripture, one little phrase of a much broader conversation that comes in Ephesians chapter 6. Paul had been talking about the fact that there's evil in the world and that we need to be well armed against that evil. And then he, he, he says this, it's written rather, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers. Pray in the spirit with all kinds of prayers. You know, that, that phrase made me think about the kind of prayers that I pray. And I'm not simply thinking about prayers like the Lord's Prayer or various forms of simple prayer, but when I'm in need, what, what's the kind of prayer that begins to just pour out in my heart? Well, here's some phrases that I think best represent my top 10 of prayers. Maybe they are phrases that you're familiar with. Be with me, Lord. Guide me today. Be gracious to me. Help me. Protect me. Forgive me. Empower me. Heal me. Allow me to feel your presence. Use me. I'll bet you in some form, those 10 prayers are uttered regularly in my own prayer life. And they're honest, and they represent my needs, 
and they come from my heart, and I certainly am asking for the Holy Spirit to be part of that. I would call these some of the standouts in my own arsenal of prayer. But I was struck recently that there's a very common prayer and cry in Scripture that up until the last several months was not so much part of my own prayer arsenal. And it's this. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Have mercy on me. And and I, I find this coming up so many times in Scripture that I began to ask myself the question, have I lost something in my own prayer life? Is there a possible imbalance here? Because I have not regularly added this to my prayers. And yet it seems to very clearly be part of the theological framework of a Christian life to cry out to God for mercy. Maybe maybe that begs the question, what exactly is mercy? Well, I think an easy way to define it would be like this. To receive forgiveness and compassion extended toward me from a person who has every right and the power to punish, to harm, to demand payback. Did you hear that? To receive forgiveness and compassion and empathy from a person that I have offended or to whom I owe a debt. When such a person out of forbearance and benevolence, extends to me mercy. It in many ways sets me free. In some way, the cry, O Lord, have mercy on me, is a deep realization that all things being equal, I know me, I know that I'm weak. I know that I've made mistakes. I know what I truly deserve from you. Therefore, Lord, have mercy. You see, there's something about this cry, O Lord, have mercy on me, that provides a very necessary balance between two things. One is the security of my identity in Christ. I am secure. My behavior does not in any way cause my identity to be insecure. My identity is what it is as a child of God because of what Christ has done. That's a done deal. But that's on the one hand. On the other hand, there's this realization that in practical awareness of my life, I I make mistakes. And so the cry to be merciful, O Lord, is me being aware of those two tensions, or the tension, rather, between those two truths. 
that I am secure, but I also make mistakes. And in becoming aware of that, with a sincere heart, I begin to cry out to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. You know, if you want to just go to Scripture or look up the word mercy as it relates to Scripture, and you see that it's, it's everywhere there. It begins clear back in the book of Deuteronomy as the cry is that, Lord, you are a merciful God. Mary, when she finds out about the role that God wants her to play in bringing in Jesus, talks about mercy. His mercy is for those who fear him. In 1 Peter, Peter writes that it is by his great mercy that he has given us new birth. James, the leader of the Jerusalem church, wrote in chapter 5 that the Lord is compassionate and he is merciful. I'm sure you remember that in Ephesians itself, in chapter 2, it says that God is rich in mercy. And Paul himself, who wrote that in Timothy, said that he himself had received mercy. And it's certainly all through the Psalms. As I was considering this need to add mercy, have mercy on me to the arsenal of prayer, I began to think of how many times people came to Jesus as he walked on earth and their approach to him was with that cry, have mercy on me. In Matthew 9, the two blind men come to him and begin with, have mercy on me. Matthew 15, the Canaanite woman who wants his attention and healing cries out on behalf of her daughter, have mercy on me. Do you know that in Mark chapter 9, I'm sorry, chapter 5, when Jesus heals the Gadarene, you know, the demoniac, the man that was filled with a thousand demons, Jesus said to him as he pleaded to go with Jesus, no, go back and tell others about the mercy that God has shown you. In the book of Hebrews, we, we read that we are to approach God's throne of grace in order to receive mercy. I think we have this great need And the need is to reconnect with the idea of the mercy of God. That it's in his character. It's part of his love. To look at us in our brokenness. And that while we owe him a great debt. And he has the power to demand payment for that debt. He instead extends to us his mercy. Here we are, able to go into the presence of God, whose holiness can completely undo us. And we are very culpable in our own weakness. And yet we can go there by crying out for the mercy of God. Jesus repeatedly responded to people 
in mercy. Yesterday, in church, our pastor, one of our pastors, Dustin, he was talking about Matthew 18. And in there, we have this story of a man who owes a great debt, and he cries out to the master, have mercy. I love what it says in Daniel chapter 9, verses 18 and 19. God, we do not make requests of you because we are righteous, but because of your great mercy. Lord, listen. Lord, forgive. Lord, hear. Lord, act for your sake. I think there's something here for us. Something that we can do today. Something that we can lift up before the Lord in response to that passage that says, pray all kinds of prayers by the Spirit. We can join the psalmist in Psalm 51, have mercy on me. Psalm 56, be merciful to me. Psalm 57, verse 1, have mercy, O God, have mercy. Now, there's one other dynamic that I need to share before we close today. If we really understand our need for mercy, we should be far more generous and extending mercy to others. We don't want to be like the man that was forgiven in Matthew 18 of a great debt and then turning around with a, someone that owed him a mere few dollars and acting unmercifully. When we think about the broken and the hurting and the needing, our hearts should be filled with mercy. Christians who receive mercy should be the first to extend mercy. And I'll bet that today or tomorrow or sometime this week, not only will we have the opportunity to want to cry out, Lord, I need mercy, but we'll have the opportunity to extend mercy. Will you think about this? Maybe mark it as part of your new arsenal of prayer.